And welcome back to Harry Potter and the Reread Podcast. I'm your host, David Jansen. Joined as always by my co-host, Kyle Jans. Scott, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm excited to talk about Christmas in the Closed Ward. Is that the one that we're doing today? That is yeah. Chapter 23, we're, Christmas chapter... in the Closed Ward. <sighs> and, you know, it, it's kind of an interesting chapter title because we could have also just called this Harry is a Moody Bitch again. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, this was a very, this was a very predictable chapter, as we'll talk about when we recap our predictions. Um, but it's fine. It's fine. It's a fine chapter. Not every chapter is going to be a banger. We've, uh, we said in the past that we were definitely coming from a moment of kind of like some stuff actually happening. And now we kind of need to yeah. settle down again. And that's the process that we're doing. It was a fun chapter though. We're going to actually get there's a, some good stuff. There's some really good comedic stuff mixed in with all the darkness here. So I'm excited yeah. to go through this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I'll take you through it. Uh, and then we'll talk about it. Cause that's what we do here on Harry Potter and the Reread Podcast. Chapter 23 of Order of the Phoenix, Christmas on the Closed Ward. So the chapter starts and Harry is immediately spiraling, fretting over potentially being controlled by Voldemort. He thinks that he could be the weapon and he thinks that somehow he was the snake who attacked Arthur and then decides it's safest for everyone if he heads back to Privet Drive where Voldemort can't uh, use him. We'll talk about that concept for sure later. Um, the portrait of Phineas Nigellus taunts him for running away and being a coward and then delivers a message from Dumbledore, stay where you are. They argue a bit over Harry being a brat um, because Harry was in fact a being a brat. So Harry starts to doze off um, and in his dreams, he keeps seeing this door at the end of a hallway. Uh, Ron wakes him up, but he decides he's not going to go down to dinner and he notices that Phineas is watching over him from the portrait and thinks it's probably to make sure that, you know, he doesn't attack anyone. The next morning, everyone is decorating for Christmas and Sirius has never been happier. Harry, however, has been happier and decides to sulk in his the room where Buckbeak is hiding out. Eventually, Hermione arrives and she knows exactly where he's hiding and wants to talk to him. And brings so she brings him back to his and Ron's room where they have Ginny, Ron and sandwiches waiting. Harry is very rude to his friends and accuses them of talking about him behind his back, despite the fact that they couldn't have talked to him to his face because he was hiding. And we get a very excellent uh, Ginny-Harry encounter where Ginny goes, Harry, we wanted to talk to you, but you've been hiding ever since we got back. And Harry says, I didn't want to talk to anyone. And then Ginny says, well, that was stupid of you because I'm the only person that you know who's been possessed by Voldemort and I can tell you what it's all about. And Harry says, very eloquently, I forgot. Whoops. And then a great quote. Lucky you, said Ginny coolly. Um, so Ginny clears up that, you know what? You have not been possessed because that's not what possession is all about. And they convince him he's not the weapon. And yay, he's happy again. Uh, Christmas time. Uh, there's a bunch of presents. The only really noteworthy thing here that I caught was that Percy sent his jumper back because he is, in fact, an asshole. Um. Hermione has made a has made a creature a quilt and they go to his den to try and give it to him and they find that he's been saving a whole bunch of things that Sirius has wanted to throw out and nobody's actually seen creature for a bit but Sirius is not concerned about that. 
So whatever, time to go to St. Mungo's via magic car again, just randomly. Uh, Arthur is in a good mood. Turns out that he's been trying to use stitches, like regular stitches to close the cuts that won't close. Um, but Molly does not like that. And they get into a little bit of a heated discussion and the kids to try, uh, decide to go and try and find the tea room. On their journey, they run into old friend, Littery Lockhart. Littery! Uh, he is here in St. Mungo's and uh, they get caught by a nurse and she guilts them into visiting Lockhart on the long-term residence ward where they run into Neville and his grandmother. And uh, Neville has told his grandmother all about his friends, which is very nice. She, however, is quite upset that he hasn't told his friends about his parents. She explains to them what happened, sort of with them losing their minds to torture. And Harry ends, the chapter sort of ends with Harry telling everybody that, you know, he did know about Neville's parents, but he had promised that he wouldn't tell because it was not his secret to tell. So it was about the only redeeming quality of Harry this entire <laughs> yeah. Chapter. Let's let's start let's start a little convo talking about Harry. Um, he, this is the most predictable thing ever. Yeah, I mean, what happens when the times get tough? Harry gets going literally immediate as far away spiral. from everyone, like as immediate far as he can. spiral. Yeah, like this. Did they even did we even get three sentences in the chapter before he was in a, a complete downward spiral? No, he just lost it. Um, I will say. You know what would have been a way more interesting book than what we're about to get? Let's get the book of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, where Harry is the weapon, Voldemort can control them, and we have to lock him in a room for the rest of the book, and the rest of the book is actually all about his friends saving him for once. Like, not for once, but, like, that's the whole plot, is, like, the new plot, Harry is the weapon, his friends have to figure out how to save him, and that's what we get the rest of the book. That would be way more fun. It would have been even just to get like the perspective of Harry and or rather Ron and Hermione and Ginny like talking, being like, what the fuck's up with this guy? Like, why is he being like this when, hey, Ginny, you've actually been possessed before, haven't you? Uh, Why don't why don't you explain that to him? Oh, Ron, why don't why don't you actually just tell him that he was in his bed the entire night and that he didn't leave to attack your dad? Like, Just yeah. a lot of common sense stuff that all of a sudden like flips them out of it. But yeah, it just, I guess, yeah, it sends them on that downward spiral. And then we see Harry just trying to run away as he normally does in these situations. I mean, this chapter was basically like a microcosm of the whole book. Harry is sad. Harry is mean to his friends. His friends kind of sort him out. Harry is happy. That's like literally the whole book up into like the previous chapter. That's like, and then it all happens again. Great. Mm-hmm. Glad we were glad we got Moody Harry back. Um, well, he's just, he's always trying to solve things himself. We know that he does that and that he doesn't like to rely on others. When meanwhile, if he had actually just kind of listened to everyone and their reasoning behind it, then everything would have made sense and he wouldn't have had to go through this in the first place but he's he's just he's abrasive to that like he can't accept any help at all yeah in all fairness do we think dumbledore could have handled this situation better yes i mean i don't think sending your portrait to just say stay at home with no other information is necessarily going to help although we did get to meet phineas black we'll talk about him later maybe but i really liked him i was gonna say my, my very next bullet point in my notes was 
Dumbledore definitely predicted how Harry was going to feel in the moment. So he tells, like, he, he predicted exactly what Harry was going to do. So he sends Phineas because that's the best way to get a message to him right away. Yeah. And that's great. But, like, we'll find out later, like, Dumbledore just thinks it's obvious why he's avoiding Harry. And Harry just doesn't get it. And all Dumbledore had to have done is just been like, Harry, I'm worried about this whole mind thing. <laughs> I got to stay out of your way. I don't want, I don't want any chance of you and like, and I think Harry would have got it, but he's, yeah. he just doesn't, and Dumbledore just doesn't see it, which is actually realistic because think about all the times we're adults now and you interact with youths and you're like, man, the youths just, you don't just like, don't, don't get the youth. You just don't see what you see. And it's just like there's a there's a you know generational gap and maybe between Harry and Dumbledore there might be like four generational gaps at least yeah yeah and so uh, yeah uh, I actually thought that him like hiding with Buckbeak was was humorous to me because like how he can't leave the house so like how many possible hiding spots could there actually be they all knew where he was he wasn't hiding he was just sulking okay. and they were more like. Fuck that guy. I'm not dealing with his shit right now. And we're going to wait for, like, I'm not going to go force myself to talk to him. I'm going to wait for him to actually, like, want us to talk to him. Want to talk. Because until, Herm- until Hermione's like, no, I'm tired of waiting. I've waited one second. That's enough. Her- Hermione literally canceled her Christmas plans to come save Harry from his self despair. Like, yeah, I'd rather be skiing. I'd rather be downhill skiing, even if she claims that she doesn't like it. Yeah, I'm not a big downhill skiing, but I think I'd rather. Uh... I'd rather rather that than deal with a moody 15 year old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, like, it's this is like a criticism of Harry Potter that I'm about to tell you, but it's so realistic that he would be so self obsessed that he completely forgot about Ginny. Like, it's yes. so realistic and on brand. And he even has thoughts about Quirrell. And he doesn't like think, oh, what happened after Quirrell? <laughs> oh, the next year, someone got possessed. My nope. best friend's sister. <laughs> Who I legitimately hang out with now and think she's fun to hang out with because she talks to me. Hmm. Hmm. Like, it's very on brand. That's a yeah. very on brand uh, for him. It really is. So not not Harry's best, this, uh, this chapter. No. <laughs> we have well establish but we get some other fun stuff besides him just kind of moping around no like i said like the first half of the chapter is the microcosm of the whole book so we do get to the i'm happy again part thing thankfully yeah and we visit saint mungo's hospital yeah i mean i guess i guess it's probably fair to say prior to saint mungo's we have christmas but i don't want to talk about christmas like there was nothing interesting nothing interesting harry uh percy was an asshole that's the only yeah. like takeaway. Okay, so a trip to St. Mungo's was kind of fun. Um, I don't know why Mundungus had to take them. And like again, why, why can't they just apparate there? Like, because someone like like you can apparate with other people. Um, they're not under arrest. They're not in danger. Why can't they just like, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know why he had to take them. Like, why Why was Molly taking them not enough? She's very capable. I think maybe it's just more 
protection and supervision from the I guess order. I guess that's, I guess it's probably I, really I guess of. it's probably there's probably I guess my bigger issue is like why is it Mundungus like he's like we don't we all we don't trust him nobody thinks he's good at his protections he's already failed like can't we have somebody more useful Multiple like times. Lupin doing it why Lupin isn't hanging out with Sirius to try and keep him under control I don't understand either but yeah we'll talk about that more another time maybe um the magically enhanced car is good magic though like I love the magically enhanced car. That, My, the tent, anything like that, I love. I will say this book has been kind of boring, but we've gotten, we've started to get like cool magic. Like Grimald Place is cool magic, how they kind of had it hidden. Like the the portraits we talked about last week, I think. Cool magic. The, the Mungo, the, or St. Mungo's itself. St. Mungo's is how it's hidden is cool magic. And here again, here's the car. The car is cool magic. I, I did really enjoy reading about that. And then they get in, they, um, they, Arthur, I guess, okay, let's talk Arthur first of all. Of course, if there is anyone who would ever decide to try out stitches for the sake of trying out stitches, it would be Arthur. Would it's be. a terrible idea. Is it? That, well, Hold on. Let's okay, talk about it, that. Let's talk about that for a, a, a hot second. Because they had cuts that couldn't close, that magic couldn't close. So why not just try? Why not just try together? sewing them together? Like, Worst case scenario, the stitches rip, but I guess so. But, but if are you, you don't, in any worse position than before? Right, right. Like, I don't know why, I don't know why uh, wizard um, Medicare isn't do a bunch of wizardy stuff. Great. But then when you see interesting things that muggles do, take your magic and try to enhance it. Like, wh- why is there no magical stitches? And maybe there are, but if they're not working because of some sort of magical snake venom, What's the, again, what's, what's the worst the that point? can happen? Yeah. yeah, no, that's fair. I just think I was, I, my mind went, oh, if it was venom, then it wasn't good. Or if it was the venom that was the issue, then why would the stitches work in the first place? And, and they probably, and probably, they probably wouldn't, but nothing else was working either. So worth a shot. And I just kind of think, you know, we've talked about this many times. We should be trying to take more advantage of muggle ingenuity. I'm, um, I'm bouncing in a totally different direction because it's not quite Christmas. It's still related to Christmas, but Harry did give Arthur a very good Christmas gift this time. Just like a bunch of screwdrivers and bolts and fuses, fuses. and fuses. fuses. That was it. Yes. Yeah. Just Colorful like fuses. Of... <laughs> yeah. He loved it. That was Naturally. that was the most well-received gift of anybody. Like Hermione got them like homework planners. They don't want homework planners. Oh. No. But fuses? Sign me up. No, I like that. I love that a lot. Not really much that. else to say about Arthur. He was in a good mood this time. He was in a great mood. Jolly old mood. He's he's on the road to recovery. Yeah, yeah. I think this is more of a really, like this one is more of a good mood where last chapter it might have been a bit of a put on good mood. Um, but he's, yeah. so then we get to Lockhart. Who, I, yeah, I guess it makes exciting. A, I guess it makes a ton of sense that he's here. Yes. He's, his brain is fried. So obsessed with just giving out his autograph still so like clearly there's a yeah that still remembers at, at one point he looks at harry being like i think i remember you so yeah. clearly that recognition is there but it's just the fact that he is still obsessed with just writing his name over and over and over and that yeah. he learned joined up writing which i think is handwriting the best quote from this entire book so far um, <laughs> yeah that's good i loved it so that's that was good. a that was a fun little tidbit yeah I, I I agree. I enjoyed that. 
and a good way to kind of transition into how they meet Neville's. Yeah, the Neville stuff is hard. Um, and his like his grandma thinks he hasn't told his friends that he's because he's ashamed of his parents. And I don't think that's it at all. I think he hasn't told his friends because he doesn't want their pity. Mm-hmm. Like like nobody like most people don't don't want pity. They are they are already he, they already pity him enough, and I right. he knows he knows that too. Yeah. So I totally agree with that. He doesn't want any more reason for them to like kind of look down on him for any yeah. which reason. The way his grandmother discusses it though like you should be proud that your parents did this <laughs> a- absolutely i think so Agreed. and maybe in a different world where he was a little more competent but I think confident he, even yeah, yeah yeah i think that's really what it comes down to yeah um we get some reactions from ron hermione and Ginny, and they're very predictable reactions they're not ideal reactions like they're not like they're more shocked about what's happening and then the comments that they make are more about like, Oh, I can't believe this is the case as opposed to being. I'm sorry, man, that sucks. Right. Like, the right level of empathy towards Neville. Um, yeah. They're not bad, but they're not great. they're not great reactions either. Um, yeah. Harry's the only person who, I mean, he already knew though. So he did, he wasn't getting put here. Um, Otherwise, yeah. like besides just learning about Neville and, seeing Lockhart like at first I thought that there was like what was the point of this yes we get to meet Neville and learn a little bit more about his backstory but how does it like like what was the other point of this and I couldn't really put anything together so I think the point of this thing there's so the point of this chapter is mostly about Harry spiraling about the mind control this stuff is a end is the end of the book set up to remind us about how much we don't like Bellatrix Lestrange. That's fair. Yeah. That's what I think the point of the Neville stuff in this chapter is. Yeah. Um, because you might have forgotten. The idea of how bad she is. Yeah. You might have forgotten um, the uh, the pensive memory from the last book mm-hmm. about her going and that Harry knew and like that she, but now it's reminded and now it's here and it's sitting and She's obviously going to play a big role at the end. And, you know, even without this, it would have a big impact, but we already are supposed to dislike her before that. That's fair. So the I think that, other... that's my, that's my best guess. I think that's a good guess. The only other thing that I thought from like a little bit more of maybe a character development or maturity from Harry is we see him going from the beginning, being so focused on himself and, woe is me forgetting that Ginny had been impacted by this and i think for him this is maybe the start of him realizing like oh i'm not the only one who's had like a messed up life because of voldemort like neville lives with this every day that's great that's a great point i think that i I think the reader i think the reader can get that i don't know if he gets it i think so i don't know i hope so give him a little bit of credit it's a great point it's a really good point um, the reminder that it's not just him. He's not. He's not the only one. Who he's not the only one. Inconvenienced by Voldemort's existence. Yeah, absolutely. He's not the only. Like, yeah, he doesn't have any parents, but but Neville doesn't really have any parents either. Oh, yeah. the other thing that this really tells us is going to clear up. I just remembered is the whole prophecy situation and how it could have applied to Neville 
mm-hmm. and how even though it didn't, Neville's still paying for it. I think is the yeah. other thing we we should really take away from this, or we yeah. should know so that when we learn it, we can take away the. the yeah, that so. makes sense. That does. Okay, so um, we made some predictions about this chapter. Uh, we were great predictors this time. We said this was going to be a boring and slow-moving chapter. For the most it part. was not boring. It wasn't particularly slow-moving. It also was not particularly impactful. So, like, I don't know. There wasn't a Four, anything five out of happened. ten prediction. Nothing yeah. really happened. Um, we said Harry is going to lose it over potentially being controlled by Voldemort. That took Back. one sentence to become correct. <laughs> uh, we figured we'd meet up here with Neville. And we'd learn about him, check. And we said there was no chance we got back to Hogwarts, and check. check. That sort of flit into like I think that was more, more what we meant by slow moving is like we weren't going to advance much in terms of I think so yeah um, time. So that's what we thought. Now those are our predictions. We definitely uh, missed some things. I think the number one thing you're going to have this on things you forgot. I certainly did. Lockhart. Lockhart. Yeah. Like totally totally forgot that he was totally involved. forgot that was a fun surprise i really enjoyed that um it that couple pages or one scene or whatever however you want to classify it i feel like that really turned the chapter for me to take it from a slow boring moving chapter into like no this chapter is kind of fun yeah um that was a big twist there i forgot buckbeak was still hanging out at grimald place i don't know why he is but he's still there just chilling and i forgot that percy continued to be the world's biggest dick I mean, I'm not surprised by it's that. Not surprising. But... Yeah, I put. I just I forgot the stitches, but that's such a minor thing. Yeah, and then I kind of forgot, um, like Nigelus's blacks or Phineas's role in this. Um, yeah, he's I, played I a bigger role than I remembered. I mentioned this previously because he was mentioned, I think, very early on when we go to Grimald Place for the first time. But he's also in the Hogwarts Legacy video game as the headmaster at the time so for me after playing that and kind of visiting this again it's really interesting to see that connection and the personality that he portrays here as kind of being like kind of a snooty guy who hates kids and like he kind of talks about it a bit in this chapter where he hates it hated his job as headmaster it it plays true to exactly who he was in the uh in the video game as well so i've i've really enjoyed enjoyed that yeah, I, that's that's fair. He was he's he's a fun part. I probably should say him and Lockhart are the two reasons this chapter was fun to read. Yeah, I enjoyed. It. I I kind of like like briefly went through it, where I think I wrote in the summary. They argue a bit over Harry being a brat. They argue for a while, in fact. They did, and it was good. Um, okay, there are a couple things that did not make sense to me. The first sentence of this chapter. Harry wonders if the potential of Voldemort control is why Dumbledore won't look him in the eyes. And then he does nothing with this thought for the rest of the book. It's infuriating. He's right there and he can't solve it. My gosh, man. Get it together. You, you're you there. You're so close. You're so close. So like, if you ever like watch someone else try and like solve like a maze and they're like, right, they just have to do like go back and then go forward but they don't know that they have to go back yeah. like oh it's it's killer or like the conservatives who are like my body my choice when it comes to vaccines yeah. and you're like oh you're so close you're so, so close <laughs> so close <laughs> um the other thing that bothered me in terms of things that don't make sense another thought of harry's here is 
he's like, I'm going to go back to Privet Drive so Voldemort can't use me to attack people. If you think he can use you to attack people and he, you think he, he helped you attack Arthur, you were not in the same house as Arthur. You were at school, Arthur, the ministry. Like, what, what a dumb thought. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what clearly, because he thought he had aberrated until yeah. Hermione had conveniently pointed out in Hogwarts <laughs> a history that it is not possible to operate and, on or uh, off school grounds. Yeah. And so why would being at Privet Drive help that? Like anytime there's a Hogwarts, a history that's good mentioned. One. I love it. But yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. And also you go out there, you know, you're surrounded by muggles, the people that Voldemort hates and wants to kill. So yeah. Are you really helping anyone? No. Uh, anything that that stood out to you here? Just a small thing, but like Mrs. Weasley notices that Harry's like off right away, like looking yeah. petrified and sick. And Harry's like, oh, I'm feeling sick. But like, as we talked about earlier or in the last episode, these kids are nosy. They know that Fred and George have these like ears to look in, I believe. Yeah. Like, why would she just not put two and two together being like, oh, we were just talking about Harry who is yeah. being potentially controlled by Voldemort. She should know that she should probably know. heard. Yeah. So that bugged me a little bit. Yeah. Any other thoughts here? Um, there's mention during Christmas, we didn't bring it up where they're like, where's creature. So yeah. has creature left the house? Will there be repercussions for this? That's... I think this is something that we need to be on the lookout for. I marked that down too. That's my only other real thought. Um, yeah. Ron got Harry or Ron got Hermione perfume for Christmas. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, that was an interesting little tidbit as well. Um, yeah. Other than that, that was kind of the only thing that I wanted to uh, bring up. All right. Uh, you got a quote here? Uh, with our good old friend Phineas Black. Um, you know, this is precisely why I loathed being a teacher. Young people are so infernally convinced that they are absolutely right about everything. Has it not occurred to you, my poor puffed up popinjay, that there might be an excellent reason why the headmaster of Hogwarts is not confiding every tiny detail to you? Um, the quote goes on for more and more, but that uh, part... this is what it says. Uh, have you never paused in have you never paused while feeling hard done by to note that following Dumbledore's orders has never yet led you into harm? I had the exact same quote. Yeah, exactly. I just had the one extra sentence. And like, and that's the thing. Like, there's you talk about the first part of the book of this chapter where he's like, Oh, maybe this is why Dumbledore is avoiding me. And I feel like like Phineas Black is kind of confirming that for him he at is. this point. <laughs> and yeah. Harry I mean, I like this quote. Now. I like this quote for a few reasons. Number one, I love when people tell off angsty Harry. Uh, like number two, obviously Dumbledore does not require to tell you his plan. Yeah. Uh, and then I really enjoyed the word Poppinjay. Yes. I looked it up. Puffed up Poppinjay. What does it mean? A vain or conceited person. A, a vain or conceited person, which uh, that kind That's of describes Harry. really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially one who dresses or behaves extravagantly. Okay. I wouldn't. Well, that I mean, part is less, but it's like a showy bird. It's like a showy bird. That makes sense. Okay. The MVP LVP conversation for me are so short. So I'm going to start with you. Tell me your LVP. Come your thoughts. It's Harry. Like I put, oh, maybe Percy for discussion wise, but no, it's Harry because the thing that really did it over for me is something that we discussed already. But the fact that he was such a dick that he couldn't remember that Ginny had gone through the exact same thing before and just totally forgot. So that was kind of the final nail in the coffin yeah. for me yeah that's fair 
I mean, Harry's the candidate, but for me, it's Percy. Like, oh. he didn't, like, he's just com- continuing being an asshole. I don't have time for Percy. So not really much to discuss there. MVP, where'd you go here? I think I know where you're going, and I went slightly different. Um, I went with Hermione because yeah. she went out of her way to leave her Christmas vacation and leave her parents behind so that she could settle this situation. I get that like he probably wasn't going to be very responsive to Ginny or Ron or anyone else. And they, but it was Hermione who actually came in to take action and make sure that this got resolved. Yeah. Uh, I have, man, I certainly had Hermione down as my other candidate and says like, she just realized that it was more important. She was here than with her family, which it's a sacrifice she has to make because she doesn't she have to see her family. To. She shouldn't but, have to. <laughs> but she realized she needed to and she did it. But yeah, for me, it's Ginny, right? Like, I just love the telling off of Harry and being mm-hmm. like, you're such an idiot. Um, and how she just doesn't put up with his bullshit the way that some of her, some of his other friends do. So yeah, for me, it's Ginny. Okay, next sense. week, chapter 24, it's finally time. Acclumency. All right, here's what I got. They're going back to Hogwarts. Dumbledore is going to tell Snape that he needs to teach Harry. Harry's going to be bad at it. I don't think, like, I know at some point Harry's going to invade a personal memory of Snape. I think that's later. I think that's not this. I think he's, I I recall him being terrible, so it's not going to happen. Um, There's probably maybe the hint at it, maybe. Um, Yeah. Maybe. But I've I've said a lot of that. same as you, I said it will be Snape who will directly tell Harry about okay. the lessons. Like, I yeah. don't think Dumbledore yeah, is fair. involved in this. And then I just thought that there might be some kind of creature follow-up before, oh, that's a good one. Go, that's before a good one. going back to school. Yeah, that would be good. Um, I think probably we get DA right away, maybe. I don't, I don't really know what else we're going to talk about if we don't go to DA. Like, yeah. But maybe it's just another slower one and we're just learning about occlumency. I don't, I don't really know. So that's it. That's it for this chapter, chapter 23 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And the Reread Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. We post yeah. things there. We're funny. At, at Harry Potter Reread Podcast. And uh, yeah, we got some of these episodes. They're coming out every week now. And uh, we're, we're slowly making our way. Making our way. There downtown as uh vanessa carlton might say i was just thinking that too yeah all right all right i'm david that was kyle bye